Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Amen. All right. Are you ready for the Bible today? Yes. All right. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 says this, just as, a, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. And in verse 27 it says, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you, I really want to emphasize that, each one of you is part of it. Let's take a moment, let's pray. Father, we love you today, and we thank you, God, for who you are. We're humbled. And Lord, just the ability that we had today to come and to freely worship you, we're thankful, Father, for the freedom to worship you the way we do. And we thank you that you, you visit us. Your presence is so real and that we're singing to you, not just about you. We love you, Jesus. And Lord, today in this room and online, there are um, needs represented I thank you, God, that you see us. I thank you, God, that you care about what we're walking through. And right now, we just present ourselves to you to hear from your word. We trust that you got us. Now, in these moments, God, we want to we wanna get you. We want to apprehend you. We want to know who you are, who your word says you are, and let that truth produce fruit in us. Lord, I pray for the empowerment of your spirit, God to share what's in your heart today. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. All right, so full disclosure this morning, um, the message I'm going to bring to you today is going to be more teach than preach. You know, I'm, my style is typically the teaching preacher and vice versa, if you will. Today is going to be more teach. I would apologize to you for that, but I'm not going to apologize. I'm just, not, just giving you like fair warning. Like if you're waiting for that moment when I might not be there for you. So... But, you know, there's an internet full of people who will give you the moment. Um, come back next Sunday, you know. But um, I want to take you into a scripture in 1 Peter chapter 2 that just kind of grabbed me. And it kind of, every once in a while, the Lord just kind of grabs me with a phrase and is like, I want you to like go after that and then share it, you know, with, with my people. And so I've just been in this scripture and wanted to share with you some, some treasures, if you will, from this scripture out of 1 Peter Chapter 2, verse 4, and it says this. It says, as you come to him, talking about Jesus, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The end of that verse, the holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God, that's actually what we just did about five minutes ago. We were a holy priesthood, a set-apart people worshiping our God and just um, offering spiritual sacrifices. And I got to tell you, uh, I, I, know, I know Matt's body language, and y'all blessed his socks off with your worship today. He, it ministered to him. You know, one of the, the things that ministers to a worship pastor is just seeing people worship. Because like that, it's for us to worship him, right? Like not for him to go, man, I really like that song choice or, you know, I really like what you did with that riff. Could care less. Like if you're worshiping Jesus, they're like home run, baby. 
And, um, and that's what y'all did for the worship team today, just entering in, putting our focus on him. I want to talk to you about this imagery in this scripture. Because, you know, the scripture is full of like a lot of places where you're like, yeah, I kind of get that and that kind of thing, but there's probably a little bit more to it. But, you know, I'm in my Bible reading kind of thing, and I'm not sure where I would find all the answers to that in this moment. But I want to talk to you about this, this imagery that is in this scripture where it first talks about Jesus being the living stone, which obviously it's a metaphor for something, right? Because we know Jesus is, you know, God and that he's, he's fully God and fully human, that kind of thing. So what is this living stone thing? And um, it's funny because the Bible's full, full of metaphors. I mean, they're just everywhere. And some of them connect and some of them don't connect. <laughs> like, uh, for instance, there's one about living water. And it'd be easy to go, is it about the living water? Because, you know, in in uh, John chapter 4, the woman at the well, Jesus says, you know, if you'd ask, I'd give you living water. And actually, it's not the same thing at all. It's a completely different metaphor kind of thing. What's fun, though, is sometimes we as Christians do a good job like tying things together that weren't meant to tie, and they just kind of look a little, a little like that. But this idea of living stone, the, um, the living actually is pointing to the fact that it's a risen Jesus. That in, second, in 1 Peter... Um, he's writ- writing this um, after, you know, this is after the Gospels, after the story. This is about the, the church age. And he's saying this is the risen Christ, that Jesus is alive. And um, we've seen imageries in Scripture of, like, of, of stones, and normally what we get is rock. And there's actually a cool difference um, because Jesus is ta- talked about being the rock. In Matthew 16, he's talked about he's the rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, Right? And even in the Old Testament, it talks about um, um, how Moses, that he, he took the staff and he struck a rock and water came out to feed all God's people. Well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it basically says that Jesus was that rock, like this imagery, like, like he was the one who fed them the water in the Old Testament and, and gave them that refreshing and that life. And the rock idea is like this idea of kind of like rough, like raw in nature, but this idea of stone that's being introduced here in 1 Peter chapter 2 is more like the idea, and you all seen like the Virginia Tech buildings? That's what I always think of. Virginia Tech has hokey stone. You all heard of hokey stone? James has heard of hokey stone. Yeah. For you UVA people, you, we love, give yourself a hug. You already know you're important. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> We're all friends here, right? <laughs> You're welcome, Jeremy, who works at. I said they, they almost didn't take Jeremy at UVA because of, of his humility. Um, but just playing around. I really am playing. If you're like a diehard UVA person, you deserve it anyhow. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Lord, help me. Little help me. So Hokie Stone, what's cool about Hokie Stone is you can tell that it's been dressed and cut to be used on those buildings. And it's got that kind of like rough look to it, but you know they cut it and made it exactly right. And this idea of Jesus being the living stone, um, and it's going to talk about us being a stone as well, this stone is like it's, it's been fashioned for something very specific. And so it goes on in verse 6, and it says that Jesus is the, he's the, the cornerstone from which the whole building is made, 
right? It was like they would set this one stone and get it exactly right. And I've watched David uh, Hardaway do this when we were building the schoolhouse, right? It's like the, the, the amount of measuring that we did before we did anything, I was like, still measuring? We're still measuring? And now I have total respect because like he nailed it, right? He got it exactly right kind of thing. And Jesus is that cornerstone, that first stone that which the whole building is, is created. And what the scripture goes on to say is that the religious leaders, it says the builders rejected the cornerstone. So the, the religious people rejected who God gave us as the, like, like the, the first foundational piece and that the whole building depends on Jesus. And so what it says is, Jesus, who you've rejected as the cornerstone of what I'm building, has now become your capstone like over your grave. That's pretty intense language right there, right? Also in Scripture, it talks about how you know, the, uh, he, he has become the stone, that, the stumbling stone. And you know, in, in faith and in life, really, you can boil a lot of things down to Jesus, um, because of who Jesus is. And, you know, Hebrews talks about how Jesus is the, the exact representation of his being, of God's being. So basically, you know, it says if you reject Jesus, you've rejected the Father, right? You reject the Son. Because if you've seen Jesus, you've seen who the Father is, right? And so it's this idea that um, it makes it clear. And sometimes people feel like, you know, when it comes to like the Christian faith and that kind of thing, well, that's kind of like really exclusionary and like, like you're trying to push people out. And I, actually, I really feel like God's heart about it is the opposite. It's actually very simple. Like, I'm going to give you the exact representation of who I am. And if you receive my son, you receive me. And so that there's, there's real clarity and real simplicity kind of thing. Matter of fact, some folks have said, well, why can't there be like, you know, 8,000 different ways to heaven and to God. It's because God is who he is, and he's not trying to present himself as different or confusing, but very simply and clearly who he is. And there's a real enemy who wants to detract us from who, the, who, who Jesus is and the truth. And so this scripture is like laying those kind of things out, that even the religious people of that day, um, some of those rulers, like they rejected who Jesus is, and it's like, no, no. You need to accept Jesus. He's this cornerstone. Then this scripture begins to pivot, talking about Jesus, this living, this, this, um, living stone. And in verse 5, it says, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. It's a really cool picture because here, if you and I are the living stones, the living has to do with that new life that we receive when we receive Jesus. It has to do with like that conversation that Jesus had with, with Nicodemus in John chapter 3 where it says you must be born again. This life that we have comes because we've come to know Jesus. And we also are stones because he has fashioned or dressed us. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. And he says that each one of us, and I, I want you to kind of like in your mind, like think of yourself as a hokey stone today. You're, you're a hokey stone or a UVA stone, whatever you need to be. Um, but you are that stone and you are being built is what it says. It's like this ongoing process where God is building us together. It's an active process. And really in the kingdom of God, it's a continuous process. I don't know about y'all, but he ain't done with me. 
I think he's still chipping off some of my edges and, uh, you know, some of my rough spots, and he's still fashioning me. And I've come to really like the process because I find that when God leads change and transformation in me, it's to make me all the more who he's truly made me to be. And that's a really good thing. And, um, and I find that I'm more fruitful, more joyful, more settled, more secure as I let him work in me. Little caveat to that, I, I always find that the Lord doesn't overwhelm me with transformation. It's like one thing at a time, a little here, a little there. He doesn't go, you know, you're doing this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. If you're hearing that, that's the devil. Because he will harass you, and he knows what you do wrong. He's willing to tell you. Scripture even says that in Revelations that, that, that the enemy, the accuser stands day and night making accusations about you. So you've got to know what his voice is and go, I ain't listening to you. Amen? I ain't listening to you. We had somebody say that in prayer uh, this morning. They were, they were talking about how they were feeling a heaviness and about some decisions they were making and things like that. And as time went on, they realized oh, this isn't God. It's God. I don't think this is you. Will you take this from me? By the end of the day, it broke. Tell you what, discerning who's speaking to you is very important. And it's one of the reasons why we have Scripture and one another, the Holy Spirit, to help us discern that. It says that we, as living stones, are being built together into a spiritual house. Now, here's the thing. House, when it's used in Scripture... Um, it, sometimes it's talking about a house, but a lot of times it's actually talking about like the temple. Like they would build a temple and go and worship God at a physical temple. And they would make sacrifices as a, um, as a, at the temple. And, you know, Jesus, he would say some, some pretty um, severe things to them. He would, you know, look at the religious rulers and he'd say, tear this temple down and I'll rebuild it in three days. And they're like, it took us 30 years to build this thing. What are you talking about? And what they didn't realize is he was talking about, you're going to destroy me, and it's going to be raised up in three days. Jesus is so smart. Um, so we're being built into this spiritual house. Well, basically what, what's happening is we are being built together as a temple. Like, we are the temple, which is a really cool kind of like... Um, uh, analogy there because scripture says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and even in that scripture it's actually kind of like a plural let me break it down to you I told you I was going to teach today so let me teach when you receive Jesus into your life you receive this infilling of the Holy Spirit that's where we are born again and when we receive Christ into our lives amen you know it when you're happened because you, you're just like life feels different the sky looks different. You know, the colors look like there's something different about my perspective in life because of the, God's Spirit in me. There's the indwelling of the Spirit in your life, but there's also an inhabitation that happens when we as believers are together, right? When we worship, He inhabits the praises of His people. So it's a both and. He wants to fill you and He wants to fill us. Can I say that to you again? He wants to fill you and He wants to fill us. Can you guess, in our Western kind of mindset, individualism and thing like that, what do we typically focus on as people? Me, right? Because that's kind of like the way our society and culture works. But scripturally, the us was also super important, him filling the us. We're going to get to that some more. It says that it's a spiritual house. Now, 
that word spiritual, it does mean like not physical, like in the spiritual realm. So it's not a physical temple that, he's, that we're being built into, a spiritual house. But more importantly, when it says spiritual house, it means a place for the spirit of God. You know, when they would build a temple, they would finish the temple, and then God would inhabit the temple with his presence. Like there would be like a service where they would invite, they would say, all right, Lord, fill your temple. And there were, there's like accounts in the Bible where like people are like laying on the ground, they can't even stand up because the presence of God is so heavy in the place. And the thing is, is for us, the place isn't the, the bricks and mortar and sticks and drywall. The, uh, the, the, us, the, the, the building is us. Do y'all follow me? We have the pleasure of having a building to get in, into. But it's when we come here that it becomes a church. Amen? What's beautiful about that is you can be in other places like underground churches that we work with in, in, in the world, and all they have to do is come together and the church is right there. You follow me? We get the privilege of having a building, but, you know, <laughs> I don't really mean magic when I say, say this. When the magic happens is when we fill it. I'm not really mean magic. Is that okay? Okay. Some places would be like, he said the word magic during... I don't mean magic. It was like... Okay. If you're offended, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. All right, let's be sincere. Let's keep on going. Um, so it's a dwelling place for us. And for Scripture, it was like the us part of it. And here's... Here's where I really wanted to go with this kind of teaching. I knew that my message today would be different than my average message, but sincerely, this is what the Lord put on my heart. Let me read this verse 5 to you again in 1 Peter 2. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. Now that I've kind of like laid each of those out, let me say it to you again. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. And what I want to say to you this morning is that we each have a place. We each have a place together. These cut, dressed stones don't have meaning, meaning when they're separated from one another. The image that I had as I was kind of preparing this and like this, this picture in my mind was, like I saw a picture of like, if the stones were spread out, right, and separated, would they be as effective as a house for the inhabitation for the presence of God, right? Or if, they were, if there was a pile of stones and there was no ordering to it, would it be effective or would it be a pile of stones? Or, and then I thought, what about like incomplete walls, like where you have walls but like there's, there's a gap because person's not in their spot kind of thing. And how like every spot matters. And, and I was thinking about like if I was a stone in the wall, like this scripture says, a living stone, it's like, um, Elizabeth, will you come here for a second? I would get more people up here. I can't really move around much because I want to make sure the camera works. But if you can imagine there's Elizabeth and, and, and Melanie and, and Jeremiah and all, and we're all like, like all the stones touch. <laughs> I can't. I can flirt with her at the same time. Sorry. Our stones were touching. I would not flirt with you, I promise. <laughs> you were the first person to bring up here. I love you. Go ahead. I'm done with you. I'll tell you what, I'm a real expert communicator today. Um, but the idea of like all the stones, like 
touch. Yeah, ruin that. Um, and how, like, together we bear weight together, right? And, like, there's this mortar between us that, like, connects us. Now, even as I'm describing that, for some of us, that starts to get very uncomfortable. Not just because I made a bad analogy with my wife. <laughs> but for some of us, it's like the idea of, ooh, I don't know if I want a spot. You know what I'm talking about? Because to me, hold on, that, that feels like, like controlling. That feels kind of like, no, no, you see, God's the one who's building the house and putting the stones in place. And you see, the beauty comes when we let him put everything in its place and he fills that place. Do you follow me today? Like there's, there's something beautiful about that. And I think, I think what, what I really want to communicate to you this morning is you're really important to the Lord. We are really important to the Lord. And you know what? The church down the street, they're really important to the Lord. That's why we pray for other churches and things like that because we're not, we're not competing against people on our team, right? We want them to do well, but you, you need to know that your spot is important. If you're like, I don't even know if I know what my spot is, what's great is you just put yourself into his hand and he will show you, he will put you in your spot in your spots, if you will. And this idea of being built, it's kind of cool because it's a continuous verb. It's like it, it's still happening. And so, you know, sometimes I think, you know, the Lord's like, you know, I'm going to rearrange some rocks, some living stones, and move some things around. I don't think it's just a, a static, cold thing. But, I, but what I want you to know today is, like, your spot is important. In whatever season you're in, in whatever place you are in life, like your spot matters, and there's something about that together that is so important to the Lord. And I think at times it is uncomfortable, especially as individuals in our own culture, right? But I'll tell you what, there is nothing like when your brother or sister has like the word of the Lord for you, or when someone, you're able to care for someone with your gift, and where you know, you're able to, to do some things because of the collective we. I know I, I had like a really important conversation with, with someone this week, and I was able to tell someone on one of our teams, listen, the conversation that I had with that person for an hour and a half about Jesus was possible because of the way that you have been treating them. Yeah. And that's living stones being built together and like all of us kind of like, and I was answering some like of the hardest questions that you can answer, but that person looked at me and said, so-and-so loves me sincerely, and I know it. And I was like, and that's why we can be here right now, is because you know that we are for you and for, you, for what's best for you. So here's my challenge for you this morning. Where, where's your stone? And please don't beat yourself up if... If you're like, well, I think, you know, I'm, I'm spread out. I'm not even in the pile or I'm in the pile and I'm not in the wall. Don't beat yourself up. But be honest with yourself. Like, where am I? And what do I need to do to just be in his hands to be placed well? Because the need for one another is real. And what God wants to do through the us is so important and it's so much bigger than any of us. Do y'all follow me? Like the mission 
of introducing people to Jesus Christ and them having an opportunity to know him personally and walk with him is bigger than any of us. And there's something that he's doing in working out each one of us and chipping each one of our stones and fashioning that's good for us, but he's also working a bigger picture at the same point. And I'm inviting you into that picture in 1 Peter chapter 2 today. I'm inviting you to say, God, I want to be a living stone built together. And what's beautiful is that the purpose of that is so that we can, can I, I want to read to you a little bit further down in 1 Peter chapter 2. It says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. This is all we language. Y'all hear me today? It's all we language. God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. That's what we were singing today, right? Like, I ran out of that grave. We are declaring that we came out of darkness into his light, and it's a together thing. Like, like we're not doing this because, like, that's what they've always done. We're doing this because it's the plan, and he's got a purpose in that plan. And there's a we about that plan. And for some of us, it makes us uncomfortable. But I want to tell you, God has connection for you in that place where we are joined together. Um, I want to be really practical. You're like, so I'm talking about stones and I'm talking all metaphors, right? So like, what if you're like, you go, well, I don't feel like my stone is part of the pile or part of the wall and that kind of thing. Like, what do I do? Honestly, there's just really two things that we do. Really just two. There's the relationship we have with God and with one another. That's one. Just relationship. Connecting, right? The second part is we use our gifts to serve one another. Like God gave us gifts. Like we serve and help one another. Like it's not more complicated than that. And, you know, we have all these containers, I call them containers, like how we do church. Like we have teams and we have life groups. And, and if you come to this church for any long period of time, you're going to hear life group a thousand times. You're going to get tired of hearing life groups. We're going to say life groups for like the rest of our lives because it's, it, it's really intentional. Like we know we need to have those pockets of friendship and relationship to grow with one another. But just relationships with God and one another serving, helping one another, whether it's formally, informally, that kind of thing. It's really not more complicated than that. And I'm going to say this. I don't say this as judgment for us. I say this as like a call to us. We are not an audience. We are participants. Do you hear me today? We are not an audience. Audiences come and they watch the show. Participants worship together, and hear God together. Amen? Really a significant difference. We're not an audience. We're participants. And I want you to know that you're invited. You're invited. Part of the things of our culture is we're not like super pushy. We're super pushy with communication, but not pushy with individuals like, we'll invite you, invite you, invite you, invite you. We're going to treat you the same and love you the same no matter what you do and don't do because it's just kind of like our culture thing. But we'll always keep inviting you in. And today I just want to say, you're a living stone, and without you in the wall, we're missing something. And I mean that sincerely. And that we need one another. Amen? Would you stand with me today? All of this starts with Jesus, who is our hero. 
And today, if you're in a place where you say, I really need Jesus in my life, I just want to encourage you, cry out to him and invite him in. He loves you so much, and he is who you need. He is what you need. He is who you need. He is everything to us. It all starts with Jesus. If you have questions about Jesus, we will answer questions all day long for you and, um, and help you on your journey. We know that he's good at revealing himself to people. I know I was atheist. He revealed himself to me, and I've been serving him ever since. Wherever you are on that journey, we want to be there with you. If you're here today and you're like, I need him in my life today, I want to encourage you to cry out to him today. Say, God, come into my life. Forgive my sins. Help me to follow after you. And if you're making that decision in the service, I want you to come to me and let me pray with you. I want to rejoice with you because I made that decision May 5th, 1992. Today is July 3rd. It's the day before Freedom Day, right? So there you go. There's your Freedom Day, July the 3rd, 2022. If you're online and you're making that decision, we're just as interested. We want to connect with you, rejoice with you. Go to victorychristian.church and click on Next Steps. And I'm going to reach back out to you and rejoice with you and talk with you about walking with Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these pictures in Scripture. And we thank you for being the living stone where it all starts, the cornerstone which we're all built together. And Jesus, you are the, the main one, the centerpiece. And Lord, today... I thank you for every living stone in this place. We put ourselves in your hands. Lord, in your church, in the workplace, in the neighborhood, in our families, make us useful to you. And make us a holy priesthood that worships and glorifies you. Lord, you, you visited us in worship today. And Lord, we're, next week, visit us all the more, God. We want to Come ready to worship. Come ready to pour out our hearts to you. Come ready to tell you how much we love you and how good you are and to, to sing our prayers and our praises to you, Lord God. Fill this place over and over and over again, Lord, as we pour out our hearts to you. Father, for those today who they feel lonely, they feel apart, Lord, very naturally in your hand, place them where you would have them. And may they be fruitful for you and your kingdom. We love you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.